A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sans Pants Radio. You say something. You say something, you say something random. That's so funny. Go. <laughs> now with pants. Hey, and welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins. Mine is Jonathan Valenzuela. And this is a podcast all about indie games. And boy, howdy, have I been playing some indie games this week. Oh boy, break it down for me. Uh, I want to talk to you about, um, I've my, suddenly, I love, I know I've gone on record in the past of saying that I'm not a fan of procedural generation in games. Sure. Um, is it working? You say it like that? Procedure, yeah, procedural, procedurally generated games, uh, specifically like you know the roguelike or roguelite genre of game, cool. where like you know every time you die and goddamn it you die a fuck ton, um, the the terrain, the enemies, everything resets and and you're in a brand new level that you have no familiarity with. Yep, and you just have to. Try not to die for another bunch of time. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it is this is- conversation procedurally generated? <laughs> <laughs> it has been a, a genre that I like. You know, I've dabbled in. There have been certainly games that I um, I have. I guess over over time, kind of like, oh no, I, maybe I do like this. But like, yeah, yeah when, when I the first time I played a procedurally generated game, I couldn't even tell you what it was. But I was just like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm dead again. Oh no. What is all this? Yeah. I hate this. There, there are games that do it really well. There are games that do it terribly. I have, I have my frustrations with it. I'm like, just put some effort in and design a fucking level. Like, don't let an AI do it for you. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a big example of this last year. Like, one of a lot of people's like most beloved uh, games, name of which escapes me right now. What was the one? Uh, the, gonna, the, the IGN reviewer did a, um, like, plagiarize someone's review of it. Can I need to give me details about the game? Um, you know, um, hold on, into the gungeon. No, 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 no. Um, IGN plagiarism. <laughs> dead cells. Three million. Oh yeah, dead cells definitely. Look this year, ape out. Ape out's procedurally generated. But I mean, dead cells last year, I was like, I don't get, I don't like. Right. This. Okay. Like, While everyone else was raving about raving it, raving about it, I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get past a certain point. And, yeah. And I just hated going back to the beginning and yeah. just being shit. Yeah. Um, because you know, people sold that to me as a Metroidvania game. And that is a name that I love to say constantly. I like to say the word almost as much as I like playing the games. Look, I've met your your son, Metroidvania. Yeah. Wonderful boy. And my daughter, Metroidvania. (laughs) Metroidvania and Metroidvania. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel like it it can be, it takes a while to like, you know, just accept that you're going to die and you don't have the, 
like there are parts of the terrain that you can learn, yes. but it isn't like a level that you can memorize. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they've been of recently cadence of Hyrule, um, which is like the overworld stays the same no matter what, but dungeons, the dungeons are procedurally yeah. generated. Yeah. Um, and, but before I played cadence of Hyrule, I, I, I tried to play crypt of the Necrodancer, mm-hmm. which is what that game spun out of. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did not like it at all. I barely played any of it. I was like, this game is way too hard. Sure. Uh, so this episode, I'm going to talk to you about returning to Crypt of the Mecha Dancer, having finished um, Cadence of Hyrule. Right. Plus, I'm going to talk about two other rogue games. Uh, mm, one okay. I've talked about in the past, Slay the Spire. Right. And uh, finally, a new game um, that I've only just started playing today called Eagle Island. Right. Well, you're going to... I've got one game to talk about. It's, it's bird-themed. Right. Your game. Yes, mine is. Keep uh, it It's called Nelly Kutalot, The Foul Fleet. Uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game, but we'll get, we'll get into that later. You, you start, you kick off. Go, okay. go, go. So, like, the rogue genre. You, you, you progress. Ladies and gentlemen, you progress, the rogue genre. You die. You maybe gain a small amount of, of things that might make your next run a bit more successful. Sure. Some of them don't give you anything. No. Some of them are very brutal. But yeah. there are some some games where, like, you know, you'll unlock... Dead Cells, for instance. ...an ability that will make your next run significantly easier because you have extra hearts. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Have you, have you played much of this before? No, I have not. And you didn't play... It's always it's something that always popped up on the iOS store, but... Oh, it's on the iOS. Is yeah. It? Yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah, but- the iOS. It's on phones. <laughs> Um, but I always kind of went like, uh, no. So it was a game that came out in 2015, uh, developed by Brace Yourself Games, um, with uh, music by Danny Baranowski. And I say his name because this is a rhythm based game, sure, but it's also a procedurally generated like, kind of like dungeon crawler. Um, so you are basically like, uh, you know, this, this girl who has to move to the beat. So you have to like, you know, like left, 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 it's like, like a kind of like thumping EDM kind of yeah. electronic beat. Um, and you have to move to the melody and the beat, um, and you, you you attack by pushing the direction into an enemy, right? Um, and you automatically draw your sword and stab them, or like, you know whatever whatever weapon you have. If you go off beat, the enemy will get a strike in, or like you'll you'll the beat will stop and you'll lose your multiplier that you get from killing multiple enemies. Yep, and you need to have as many coins as possible because you will find shopkeepers within this procedurally generated dungeon that will give you. Um, better weapons, better stats, better... Um, uh, better beats? Better, no, no, no. The, the music <laughs> is pretty thumping. I kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, you, you want to upgrade yourself as much as possible because... Of course. Once you once you lose health, it's very rare that you be able to regenerate it or get health, yeah. like, again, like, while you're in the dungeon. So, you know, those those five units of health, that's all you got for, mm-hmm. the enti- for your entire run. Um, so, yeah, when I first played this game, I, I lasted, like... F- three minutes if that two minutes in the dungeon died went back to the beginning and i was like oh this is one of those games right yeah i should have done some research before <laughs> dropping 30 dollars on the eShop. um and when uh they announced cadence of hyrule i went back to play it because i was like oh man you know i love zelda but is a zelda you know a bit of polish on this game that i didn't don't think i like 
Is it enough? Is it enough? Yeah. I, I better, you know, see if I actually like the core gameplay. And I went back to it and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't know if I'm good at this game. Am I going to just buy a, another, spend, drop another $30 on a game that I'm not good at? Yes, because Link's in it. Um, but then the reviews of that were like, you know, this is significantly easier than Crypto okay. Necrodancer. And there is the option to turn off the rhythm-based, oh. the rhythm, like, you know, music, or as Adamant did when, when he reviewed the game with us last month. Sure. Um, he listen to new music entirely i thought he i thought he didn't turn off the beat in the game no. he yeah so he, he he still had it beat mode but yeah. he would just do it based on visual cues while yeah. listening to fucking bluegrass <laughs> I, I reiterate this, what we said last this, week this, this it's pro- a monster there's problems with that man <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so playing crypto the necrodancer returning to it having finished cadence of hyrule Right. I get it now, man. Oh, nice. And I've beat the first, I beat the first dungeon. Hell yeah. And I've upgraded all my hearts and I have like, I'm like, you know, I, I can, I can last, I think I lasted an hour. Damn. On my last run. Um, the only thing that fucks me up is getting to bosses. Right. There is one boss and you have to play a game of chess. Oh God. Like, so you move and... The, the, the all the different chess pieces move towards you, but they move according to the rules of chess. All oh, right, I don't know the law, laws <laughs> of chess. I was too busy getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like, imagine like, you know, you have fucking two bits of health, two heart pieces left. Right. You you have to move in time to the music and, while and every play chess. Ch- yeah, and like the, the queen. Fuck the queen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, yeah. So every time I get up to the, que- the, the the chess boss, I'm just fucked. Right. But you can, um, you can. Un- there are people trapped in the dungeon that okay. if you buy enough money, if you if you collect enough coins while you're in the dungeon, you can buy a key that then unlocks them, and then they're in the the kind of like opening. Like when you die, you're in the lobby, right? And you can go visit them in the lobby, and then you can using diamonds that you collect. In, in in runs, you can go back to the lobby, visit them, and then unlock either enemies or even mini bosses or bosses, so like a chess boss, and and just practice against them. So okay. if you go up against them at the end of a long, long run, you know what to do. Sure. Still have no fucking idea how to beat. I the was chess gonna hope it's like you unlock one guy who's like, I'll do the chess bit, and you're yeah. like, sweet, Thank, <laughs> thanks, dad. You unlock <laughs> you unlock IBM's Deep Blue, and yeah. it plays it plays chess for you. <laughs> But um, man, yeah, I, I'm 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 so glad I revisited it. It's one of those games that um, I wish that there were folders on the Switch, okay? Because then I could just put all of the great jump in at any point. Sure, I have sure, so sure. many icons. I have like I have 300 games yeah, on my Switch. Obviously, obviously, I don't have insane. them all on the memory card at once. But oh. I would love to have a folder of of just like you know roguelikes or yeah. games that I can just jump in, like you know like like it, Luminaires. It'd or be whatever. nice if the organization of your library was a bit more like by genre. Totally, by, yeah. So yeah, like I, 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 I love Crypt of the Necrodancer. I love Slay the Spire. I've spent many uh, previous episodes talking about how much I love that game. Sure. Um, Zamet, I got hooked, addicted on it. He's put like fifty hours he into has. that game. Um, very proud of that fact. Nice. Um, because it's the first good game he's ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I bet the cost really pissed him off, though. It's yeah. way more than a dollar. Uh, but he's completely addicted, addicted to it. It's great. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I am... I'm at a point with Slay the Spire where, like, Slay the Spire is like a car... It's a, it's a deck-building roguelike mm-hmm. where you... Uh, Which is two, two genres that you previously... Yeah, were, were, totally. We're like, reticent about. I've talked now, about it in the past. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but basically you, 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 build, you, you battle... 
you have cards. You 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 try and ta- you crawl through a dungeon. You you take out different enemies with cards, mm-hmm. like you know with your hand, um, and you. After you beat each enemy, you get a new card, and it's like sure. you know, do you do you expand on your deck, or do you try and keep it small and and good? Yeah, you know, do you try and expand the cards, and make them the best kind of cards you can get? Um, I ne- now I'm at the point where I need to talk to somebody who can help me win it. Because <laughs> for a second I was like a therapist. No, I'm like, I'm, wait, I've, no, I've only put like four or five hours into Slay the Spire. Uh, in total? I, yeah. Really? Yeah, I love it, but like it's a it's a game that I now like I know I can get to a certain point. I've gotten that thing with roguelikes where I'm like And then there's a card that's like you must play chess against this card and exactly. you're like shit <laughs> Why is every game trying to make me play chess? Yeah. But uh I, I, I need to I need to learn how to get good at Slay the Spy. Yeah. So what I'm asking is if I need a coach. <laughs> Yeah, hit hit. I need the, a chess coach, hit, and I need a Slay the Spire coach. Hit that all the small games Discord, and <coughs> and like when I googled um, a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about um, uh, dungeon, not dungeon, graveyard, digger, graveyard ma- keeper. I, I looked, I googled graveyard dig- keeper, and the first thing that came up, it was like how to play. It was like graveyard digger for dummies, like how to start your sure. game. I want that for. Actually, maybe I should just look up Slay the Spire for dummies. Does that video, <laughs> does that video exist? Here's hoping. Slay the Spire. For dummies. Oh, just beginner's guide. I want one for dummies. Yeah. Make things for dummies. I'm not a beginner. I'm a dummy. I'm a, I'm a real dumb idiot. Uh, so, yeah. Still loving Slay the Spire. Still loving Crypt of the De- Necrodancer. Not that good at either of them, but appreciate the fuck <laughs> of out course. of both of them. And that's yeah. what's important. Yeah. Uh, I think they are both games that absolutely uh, deserve your time. Sure. Everybody listening. Um, today, I picked up a game called Eagle Island. And Eagle Island um, is a gorgeous pixel art game. And unlike... I might get this wrong. Sorry to, to Rogue fans if I get this terminology wrong. But where Rogue... Where, where Slay the Spire and um, Crypt of the Necrodancer are rogue-likes in which everything is procedurally generated. Like Cadence of Hyrule, Eagle Island is a rogue light. Because the overworld is the same, sure. But you visit levels, or let's you know, f- just to keep it with the theme of this episode, dungeons, right? Um, and they're procedurally generated, right? What the cool hook of this game is the eagles, the eagle, <laughs> the eagle. You have two eagle buddies at the Ooh. beginning of the game. You're a boy. You got some eagle buddies. You jump around with the eagles. You're having a good time in this peaceful area. Suddenly. Oh, the biggest eagle you've ever seen. He's like 10 times the size of both of your eagles combined. <laughs> he flies down, grabs who I assume is your most beloved of the two eagles you own, and just swoops off oh, man, with your eagle. You're left with your second best eagle? Then you that bump sucks. into this dude, this, old, this like older man, and he's like, oh, fuck, that big eagle stole my eagle as well. <laughs> and there are these elemental um, eagles, birds, on the island... And he's going to collect their powers and get even more stronger and powerful. Oh, crap. You've got to collect these birds before he does. Right. And so... Um, this all you, sounds wild, by the way. He gives you a glove um, f- for which your, your owl can rest on. Eagle. Eagle. Although, I, like, the way you describe it, I am like owl boy. <laughs> I don't know if you have an eagle or an owl. It's a bird. It's an owl. It, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is it an is. owl. So, it's a bird. The, the main antagonist is an eagle. Right. The island... Is Eagle Island, but you have an owl, 
and and you, you use falconry skills. So you basically have a glove. Sure. And when Car. you when you press X, um, the 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 owl comes to your glove, mm-hmm. and then you point your arm right with the uh, with the left stick in the direction that you wish the to- owl to. Launch itself at sure, and so that's a, the projectile. That's how you take down enemies. Okay, but as you um, get through the procedurally, procedurally generated areas, uh-huh. um, you unlock feathers. You get feathers from these elemental birds <coughs> that then turn your owl into like electric owl, or like <laughs> these extra abilities that allow you to like kind of like chain attacks and do different cool different abilities. Metroidvania bullshit, basically. Sure, sure. This game fucking rules. Oh it's wow, beautiful. Um, I'm only like, you know, probably halfway through it. Apparently it's like a four-ish hour game. Okay. Um, but, uh, and I was told by uh, the uh, lovely man who gave me a, a review code for it uh, to like, you know, try and dedicate a three and four, three to four hour window to finish it in one hit. Sorry, it, it just looks too gorgeous. I had to get into it straight away. Okay. It's been out for like a month. Uh, it was developed by Pixel Nix, one dude. Um, Pixel, Pixel Nick. Pix, Pixel Nix. <laughs> Um, so even though it, the name suggests there are multiple Pixel Nicks, it's just one. <laughs> there are multiple Nicholases. Published by Screenwave Media. Uh, so Pixel Nicks uh, is a... I think he's British. They're um, all British. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm sorry. I imagine if you weren't British and you listen to this, you're like, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, this game's gorgeous. And like the... It's one of those mechanics where I think a lot of people get this game and they're confused because you have to like, yeah, like summon the bird... Hold down the attack button, aim, then release the attack button, sure. and that's how you attack. But if you jump above an enemy, hold down the attack button, the owl flies to you, and you hover. Then you point down the <laughs> owl, feel, and then you can hit X again. It returns to you. You stay in the same place, hovering. You aim, and so you can take out multiple right, from that's above. Cool. It's really cool. It's tricky to sure. to, to 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 land, but um, it's really really satisfying and. Uh, it's it's a like I've said it a hundred times. It looks good. I love I love good pixel art, and yeah. this is ex- extremely good pixel art. Exquisite. It's exquisite. It's an exquisite eagle on an exquisite island. <laughs> Need I say more? Well, John, maybe I will in a future episode <laughs> of cool. all the small games. <laughs> Have we just finished an episode? What the hell's happening here? No. Are I- we cutting for commercial? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In fact, I want to hear about another game with birds in it. Oh, do you know of any? I do. Let me think. Oh, yeah. Nelly Coutelot, The Foul Fleet. So this was a game that um, you, you hooked me up with a code for this. Yes, right. Uh, because it was a point-and-click game, and I do have a proclivity for the old point-and-clicks. Those, those games are I, like very, very sporadically for me, but for the most part, yeah. not at all. Yeah, I, I, and I totally get that. I have a, I have a very strong sentimental attachment to point-and-click games from my childhood. So Nelly Coutelot, The Foul Fleet, is developed by uh, an English... Sort of an English writer, I guess. Uh, let me let me. Click His name on. Alastair Beckett King. Alastair Beckett King. So he's sort of like, bit of a bit of a funny guy. A uh, bit of a he's an award-winning comedian, apparently. Right. Um, he's done a bunch of stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, so he's the sort of main brains behind this this game, and then it's also developed by Application Systems Heidelberg and Application Systems London. Catchy. Which to me just feels like companies that you go to and go like i have this idea just make it for me yeah kind of thing it's actually a sequel to a it is to a game from 2007 that was one thing that i realized when i started playing it like there's a cutscene at the beginning that's like hey remember all that stuff you did and i'm like god no i don't because i haven't played the first one um <laughs> Do you know what the first game was called nelly uh, cootalot spoon beaks ahoy spoon beaks ahoy apparently it's <laughs> apparently it's a free game um uh i haven't looked into that it's much deeper but um, so the basic idea is you play as a young woman called Nellie Coutelot, who is a, a, a pirate or a swashbuckling adventurer, if you will. Um, you have been given a, a quest by uh, a ghost pirate called Bloodbeard. I think you knew Bloodbeard in the first game. Again, there's a lot of stuff I'm operating off that's like could be in the first game, could not. But he's told you that his his brother and nemesis, Widebeard, is after his treasure and must be stopped at all costs. So he sends you off on a quest to find Widebeard and stop him. Um, to begin with positives, it's it's very kind of charmingly funny. Um, I'd say it's it's definitely aimed... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's aimed necessarily at a younger audience, but I think like... A 12, 13, 14-year-old kid would really love a game like this. Oh, right, cool. Like, there's nothing, you know, there's no cursing in it or anything. There's no jokes that kind of would sail directly over their head. Um, How's the puzzle solving? Not not bad. There are... I've, I've run into a couple of instances where I've had a peek online. Not to kind of be like, okay, how do I get... How do I finish this whole game? But just like, I'm tra- I'm stuck. I just need one... Tell me how to do one action, and then I can continue solving for I just, myself. I just got really nostalgic for the days of like Lucas Arts point and click adventure games, where like you would get stuck, and so you would go and download a text file where someone told you how to do everything in the game, and you would find the, the exact puzzle yeah. that you're looking for. I can remember. 
oh, what was it for? It was either Full Throttle or Sam and Max Hit the Road, where there was a video game magazine in newsagents at the time that had the solution in it. And I used to be like, Dad, I just need to visit the newsagents when we'd be out and about. And I'd go in and like read what I needed to do next if I was stuck. (laughs) Um, The 90s were wild, guys. Um, But yeah, a, a lot of the puzzles, they feel very kind of natural to... To, like you, they're not they're not brain drainingly difficult kind of thing like a little bit of logic will help you sort it out and it also does the great thing where dialogue with various people in scenes will kind of guide you to the solutions you need not spoon feed you but give you that little kind of hint of what like, about spoon beak you oh only in the first one ahoy <laughs> yeah <laughs> ahoy um so i've look i've been having a, a nice time playing playing what i have so far i reckon i'm maybe two-thirds of the way through yeah cool um yeah it's it's great great good voice acting um one of those everyone's english in it i guess because it was made by an english person see see what i'm saying everyone's english <laughs> um uh the art style is very nice almost like i don't want to say children's bookish that sounds a bit too simple but definitely like illustrated in that kind of like um you know, like children's story kind of way. This is actually like the most positive review you've given a point and click adventure game since we started doing the podcast. You've I reviewed think, like maybe like four of them. What have I done? You did. Dark Side, Dark Side Detective was good. You like that one? Okay. Yeah, that was fun. I think I, sh- I shat on um, the fucking, what was that? <laughs> Here he comes. He's going to, the, the, I got his, uh, he's taking his shirt off everybody. He's ready to he's, take a shit on it he's again. He- he's helicoptering it frank- uh, frantically. Um, Thimbleweed Park. That's right. Yeah. Fuck Thimbleweed Park. Um, what was your qualm with that? It just, it just falls apart in the end. Yeah, right. Like the ending is just so terrible. So Nelly Coodalot, the foul fleet Nelly could, could fall apart. No, well, but at this point. honestly, it's doing well. Like one thing that I love with point and click games, and this is one of the beefs I had with Thimbleweed Park, which I don't have with this is in any given scene, there's a lot of objects that you can look at just for a little bit of fun text or dialogue deepens the story a little bit that kind of stuff like yep. it's not stuff you'll ever use but it's there to just add atmosphere to the scene um Thimbleweed park felt very empty whereas this each scene there's lots of stuff you can kind of be like oh what's this about oh a little bit of dialogue Do sometimes you, funny so i mean we call these point and clicks too but no one plays them with a the mouse anymore I mean, I'm playing it on Switch. So are you just are you moving an arrow around? With you're the- moving. You move a cursor around with the. You, you move your, You move your character around with the right stick. Left stick. Nice you stick. move your cursor around with the right stick. Oh, so you are controlling the character. You you can. That's quite. It's appealing. very. The character is on rails though. You can't just free wander through a scene. You right. like it. It moves along a set path, kind of thing. Because like yeah, a game like Wander Song last year, like that yeah. is almost a point and click adventure game. Two yeah, close. So it was like a, yeah, but like. A, because you could control the character, I'm fine with playing those. Yeah, of course. This, I will admit, the controls frustrate me a little bit um, because occasionally, and I'm not sure if this is a bug or something or just a glitch, but occasionally, like, the Joy-Con controls won't work. Like it just you you might need to sue Nintendo like everyone else is doing. No, no, no. This isn't this isn't drift. Although okay, I do right. need to sue Nintendo because my last set of Joy Cons started drifting after I played Ape Out. I think I just destroyed them with Ape Out. But this is like I'll I'll select something from my inventory 
and then press the button to close the inventory and the inventory won't close and suddenly none of the buttons are working and oh, neither right. are the That's joysticks annoying. and it seems like it just seems like some kind of controller bug yeah um luckily it does use touchscreen as well. Oh, cool. So there have been parts where I've like used touchscreen just because it's easier. Um, yeah, sweet. So uh, let me just backtrack a bit. So your grey um, Joy-Cons broke, so you got new... My initial ones, yeah. What, they you... st- the left one started experiencing just insane So you bought drift. new grey Joy-Cons? Yes. Why did you get colourful ones? Uh, the new ones I bought were a birthday present for my wife. Okay, sweet. She just bought me grey ones. And I was like, I don't care what color they are. Thank you for loving me. Um, Gross. Did you keep the receipt? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so uh, I've I've had some frustrations with the the controls, and even when the controls are working, it can be a bit annoying. It can be a bit fiddly to get the cursor on the right object if objects are close together, mm-hmm. um, and that can be a bit frustrating. But overall. Like, oh, and when you move between scenes, um, the load time gets a bit long, right? Which can be frustrating. Like, if if I if I reach for my phone during a loading screen, then the loading screen is too long. Yes, totally essentially. Agree. Um, so there's been a few instances of like, God, damn, just been playing Crash Team Racing on uh, on Switch lately. There are the loading screens are insane. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Like a minute, I got one, Ugh. and it's like. A load to get into the race and then it loads to get out of it too. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I like n- not, not nowhere near as bad as that, but noticeable enough to where I'm like, this is not some complex 3D game. This yeah, is yeah. a point and click game. Like, what's the deal, Nelly Koodle? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should coot a little less. <laughs> you got there before me, but I'm so happy you did. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and it's it's definitely because of the pirate setting. I'm getting vague echoes of like Monkey Island. Hell yeah! Um, the best vague echo to get. The what? The best vague echo to get. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would. There are. I'm I'm nitpicking now, but there are a couple of instances where in dialogue they make like a reference to a real world celebrity or something as like a joke. Is there a pun at least? Eh, not really. No, not that I remember, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you've very slightly knocked me out of this world you, you've created and I'm enjoying. Like, yep. I don't think it needs Was this. the Johnny Depp joke worth it? Yeah, exactly. I don't think it needs this topical humor or it, like all this, this cute reference you've made. Like, keep it in world. Yeah. Otherwise, um, if you like point and click adventure games uh, and you're an adult or a, a 12 through 14 year old kid or 11 <laughs> through 14, give it a whirl. If you're all of those ages at once. Check out Nelly Kudalot, the, the Foul Fleet. And British. Um, so let's end this episode by uh, doing the final round of questions from the All the Small Games channel over at the uh, Sans Pants Radio Discord. Um, this is coming from Okaba00. It's a very long question. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Maybe you can answer it all in parts. Can't, can't it ever be like, what are you wearing? Okay. <laughs> what do you define as an indie game? Does it have to be something that makes the developers money or can it be something that's put out for free? Does it have to be published or by a completely independent group or can it be made by a small group of people who, while work for 
while working for a big gaming company, decide to release something on their own, but still have access to resources a smaller typical indie company would not have. Does it have to be a fully fleshed out game, or can it be an independently developed add-on or mod to a larger, possibly AAA game? If it can be an add-on or mod, how much does it need to change the core game to make an indie title and not just simple additional content? All right, I got this. Yes. A Carba double zero, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, on one hand, fuck out of here with that question, dude. What the hell? What do you mean question? That was 10. 10 yeah. questions. It's it's fluid, I reckon. Indie games are fluid? Yeah. It's it's very, like, obviously, by definition, indie game indicates that there is some sort of independency that's mm-hmm. at stake here. I mean, you have independent publishers like Devolver Digital and yep. Annapurna Interactive. You've also got, you know, big publishers like Ubisoft run an indie division as well. Totally. <clears throat> I think, therefore, it comes down to the team as well, the team that make the game. There needs to be a sense of independence there. Um, as in, the publisher is not dictating the content of the game. That's entirely up to the people making the game itself. Um, uh, the whole mod bit, I don't yeah, fucking I, know. I'm mo- leaving, mods on it. I'm leaving, I'm leaving that to one side. Um, can you repeat parts of that question? No, it was, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the answer in the end was yes. <laughs> um, so now we move on to uh, a much, much easier question. Thank God. Uh, Joel Dusha. From Dance Pants asks, can you suggest some good indie games for the PS4? I'm all over them on the Switch, but have no fucking clue about PS4 exclusive ones. Exclusive? Yeah, I mean, so tons of games that are available on Switch are also available on PS4. Mm-hmm. But I would say just buy them on Switch because you can sure. play, play them um are there uh, any? Are the I mean, I'm out of this question completely. I don't have. Okay, well, I mean, this, these aren't. This, so I'm, I'm going to find some games. I've got. I found some games that are indie games that aren't available on Switch. Okay. Um, they but are be, available on PS. They're on PS4, but so that, you know, maybe not, Xbox not, not quite as well. exclusive, but whatever. Right. Both the Hotline Miami games. Yep. Um, they That's are, actually Devolver the other day. Were like, what's what game should we port to Switch next? Uh, it's and only going to be a matter. Every of fucking weeks. answer was Hotline Miami. I've never played those games. I've Except one guy that was like Fortnite. <laughs> pretty funny yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean those games rule i mm. sure, i pretty sure mm. joel's played them but they rule um spelunky okay that's um, another procedurally generated yeah game. and like one of the most beloved ones it's actually on my list it's on my on my vita oh cool i, I will play it one day on my um, the, the problem with like playing like trying to get through all of the procedure generated ones is that they're infinite yeah so i could get stuck on them forever and then not play any other game for the rest of my life exactly it might happen Bef- it's a constant bef- fear of mine before there was games as a service that was procedurally generated um a very different style of game um in that this is a 3d platformer that came out around the same time as ukulele but this is the one that everyone actually liked oh. it's a hat in time <gasps> right okay um and this they actually said that they are bringing this to the switch at some point but mm. i have this on ps4 it's a ton of fun and especially if you grew up with with uh, 3D platformers, this uh, this this is this is like what I love about them. It still it has it hasn't really gotten rid of all the dumb parts of it, but it, it braces them in a really fun, cool way. Sure, Hat in Time is is a ton of fun. Um, and then uh, on PSVR, that game Moss. So um, with a little mouse, your little mouse, yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah. and it's similar to um, Astro Bot 
VR. VR, where you it's, it's, about it's, rescue. It's, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, you you are looking on. It's a it's a it's a side scrolling platformer game. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe it's a three D. I have it, but like you 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 were watching him. Yeah. As opposed to you were you are like seeing it from his point of view. Um, those are really really good. I saw a. I don't know if it's an indie necessarily. I think it might be. It was in PlayStation's E3 two years ago, yeah, or, or one year before Flute Guy. It's like you you are a kid that paints on walls, and your paintings come to life. Do you remember that one? Ooh. No, that sounds cool. Things are called Paint Genie now. Yeah, right. Has it come out? No, I think there was a trailer for it today on the PlayStation Facebook. It's a game to wait for. Um, The Witness. A beloved game that I gave you one time yes, for your birthday. Yes, that was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, did not have the fitness for the witness. What was the game that that dude made before that? Braid. Braid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Blow. Neither of those are on, on Switch. Um, we're big fans of Bastion and Transistor, but the same team uh, made Pyre. Yes, that's the, on, that's the on sports PS4. one. That's yeah. right. Have you played that one? No, I haven't. Yeah. Um, I see the word sports and I'm just like... That's a pretty good uh, list of games. Yeah, it's decent. That'll keep you going, Joel. I guess it's Journey Count. Journey rules. Yes, Journey Counts. You know that they've released like the sequel to Journey, kind of like a spiritual sequel. Same team. Wait, Abzu's on Switch now, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Um, Subnautica? Is Subnautica... Yeah, that was pretty fun. Subnautica is... um, Is that console release? I know it's PC release. There was a game on PS3 called Rashad. Okay, um, and it, it that's like one of my favorite indie Metroidvanias, where you play like this old man on an abandoned space station, Ooh. trying to like fight his way off it. Hell yeah! Against another old man <laughs> and like his robots, it fucking rules. Rashad, it's so good. It has like this like like kind of like atmospheric, um, post like 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 atmospheric like post rock kind of score. Like, okay, like noodly like yeah, it's so sick. And like yeah, you have like this. You don't really have a, a laser weapon, but you have like a, a a gun essentially. But it's one that you use that you would have used to like fix stuff. Fix stuff, yeah. and so you you mod it so it can become a weapon. Oh, nice! And like you use it like it, it can you can use it as a magnet so you can lift up and then th- drop them on on other on like enemies and sure. stuff like that. Man, R O C H A R D. Yeah, Rashad. Okay. I only came to PS3. I remember PS3 did like this big um this big kind of like focus on indies yeah and it was the same it was like over the course of four weeks it was like that game shank yes that clay made oh my god that game was awesome actually there's that's a good example of is shank on ps4 if those guys are ps4 hell get them shank rules um i don't know if it's ps4 unless there's does ps4 have backwards compatibility there's another one called rocket bird do you play that was like it's like another platform game well it's very similar to shank but you're a chicken no and then and then they did rashad rashad rules check that out it's real good Cool. Get a PS3. That's 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 my answer to that question. I feel like I got Rashad in a um, in a humble bundle once. I wonder if Rashad came to Steam. Should go back and check that out. Rashad, Steam. Damn, it's got nine out of ten rating. That's really. It's good. on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. Rashad, Hard Times. Check it out if you are someone that likes um. Look, maybe it's dated a little bit. It came out in like 2010, 11. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's weird to think that that's a long time ago now. Well, it is. It's almost a decade. Yeah, I know, but it's just a decades still, a long time. It's still weird. In, in my, my mind, it's still the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is it. If you want to ask us questions, uh, the best thing to do is email us at allthesmallgames at gmail But you can also did, do. Did we get any emails? We've gone. Hell deep into our dis- uh, we're into Discord. Like, we're getting like weird press releases from in, in like European indie um, like shovelware developers. Ugh. Do you want me to read some of those out? Mm. 
here I go. <laughs> um, greetings, my friend. Oh, I said, shut no. it down already. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you fight a generic game boss. Zup makes a video game thingy that I made for you, and I really hope you love it. It is a game generic thing too, and it is about OS battles. Also, a teaser included. This is going to be of your taste. I hope you love it. Cheers. Jesus bless. Shut it down. (laughs) It's about indie games. At least we get indie game spam. (laughs) Direct your indie game spam to all the small games at gmail.com. Next question from Macabre Double Zero. Was Jesus an indie developer? (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week with a whole bunch more indie games to talk about with you. Hell yeah. Um, you can find us at facebook.com slash all the small games at all the small game on Twitter or individually at 16 tacos for John. Hey, at Lev Dog for me. We love hearing from you. I love playing fucking games. Fuck, I love, uh, love talking about games. Oh my God. God. Oh my God. Smaller the better, baby. <laughs>